Wow, right? Wow, that is all I have to say about UFC 288. What's up? It's Uncle Phil. We back in the building. Just got back um, from visiting my parents this weekend and trying to get back into the groove of work. But I need to talk about this card, man. It kind of went exactly as I thought, except for the Valentina Shevchenko fight. Mateusz Gamrot won. Bo Nickel won. Uh, Bo Nickel won pretty handily. Uh, Mateusz Gamrot, he was in a bit of a war, but it was a, it was a great fight. And Jeff Neal put on a way better show than what I thought because I, you know, uh, support everybody local. Jeff Neal from where I'm from. But, you know, the writing was on the wall. Shafkat Rachmanov was supposed to be that next guy. But it turned into a barn burner. And he got submitted in round three. But it literally took him that long to tire out and 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 lose a fight. But shout out to Jeff Neal. He did a great job, man. If you ever hear this from me before I ever get to talk to you, man... I'm rooting for you all the way. But let's talk about this co-main and main event, right? Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso defeats Valentina via... It wasn't a rear naked choke, but it was. It was over the chin. And it was just more more pressure than actual choke. Um, becomes the second Mexican-born Mexican champion... And the first Mexican women's flyweight champion. You got to put all the firsts there, you know. Shout out to International Women's Day the other day. But, man, um, as good as Alexa Grasso looked, I couldn't help but really notice Valentina was kind of not Valentina. I was talking to Jalen during the fight, and he was like, man, she kind of just quit. And when you and you watch the the fight back, I think I watched it three or four times now. Valentina kind of looked like she just hung up her coat and <laughs> went to the ring. There is you you could tell that there was something either off or bored or you know she was one ruby away from completing the belt. Which would have been the first UFC athlete that got all eight rubies for uh, title defenses. But it kind of looked like she just wasn't there. She wasn't as active as she usually is. She threw a lot more kicks. But could have been because she wasn't used to the boxing range. She didn't want to do a straight boxing match with Alex Grasso. Because Alexa has pretty good boxing. And and every time she would get on the inside, she would fire off. And Valentina was just trying to get out of the way more than either counter back or or go for a submission of her own. And it just... When I watched it, I kind of didn't think Valentina was going to win. But I didn't see Alexa Grosso winning like that either. Especially when... Um, by submission, uh, she threw Valentina through that spinning back kick, and after or post fight, turns out there's a video of Alexa Grosso actually practicing. Well, I wouldn't say directly practicing that movement, but her training partner simulated that 
to the best possible way. Spinning back kick, take the back, put in the hooks, and like I said, it wasn't really a, a rear naked choke because it was on the chin, but when, I know everybody's seen the picture, but uh, when she let go of Valentina, Valentina looked like she had the biggest and worst sunburn ever, (laughs) because she was squeezing her head so hard, and, you know, the reign of Valentina Shevchenko is, for right now, at a pause, and Alex Grasso is a champion, so I don't, I don't see a, or I don't not see a re- immediate rematch happening. I don't know what Val- Valentina wants to do. I mean, she was pretty humble in defeat because she's a great person. First of all, Valentina is a great human. She works hard. She is a phenomenal fighter. But she's a better person overall. And you you know, to survive in this world you need to be a great person because you know, you don't know when the day comes, but being a bad person or being a negative person or being uh a bother, you know, you look at Connor, right? <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, but I don't know. I see Valentina coming back and 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 taking the belt back. I don't see her sitting on her laurels and just hanging out and calling it a day. Uh, it's not that she looked bad, like she didn't look like a bad fighter, but it didn't look like she was very motivated to be in there. And you know, other than John Jones, no one has really John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, and. Even uh, Anderson Silva, it doesn't look like has stood the test of time trying to defend your belt that many times. So hats off to Alexa Grasso, but now to the main main event, which was kind of what you expected, but kind of not. Obviously, John Jones ended up winning first fight back in three years and the only significant strike he took was a groin shot (laughs) which is hilarious um what can i say about this zero gone again i kept reiterating last podcast zero gone has shown me zero things that will convince me that he could beat john jones outside of Cyril Gaon has been a heavyweight his entire career versus John Jones' light heavyweight. And you can say that's arbitrary, but if you're not used to moving that with that much weight, you know, he spent his whole, what is that, since 2011 to 2020, at least in the UFC. I, I can't remember what he wrestled at. But I think he was a little bit smaller, only because he was younger, or probably a little bit shorter. But he had been 205 for his whole career, so who knows? I know light heavyweights are just heavyweights that cut, usually. But if you're not used to moving with that weight, well, then it might be a little difficult for you to, you know, fight. And especially with John, such a dynamic style, he's he's moving, he's... 
He's ducking. He's throwing elbows. He's spinning. He's throwing stuff out of nowhere. And he's a wrestler. But Cyril gone again, it kind of looked like he was uh, nervous to be out there. You know, he he throws a punch. He gets off balance. John Jones takes him down, transitions, and chokes him out. Simple as that. How long was this fight? Round one, two minutes and four seconds left. So three minutes into the fight. Eight, to- eight total strikes landed, five significant strikes landed, two takedowns by John Jones. And, you know, that's all it took. I poured a beer, and that almost took longer than in the entire fight. <laughs> so, who, who goes to show? John Jones, ring rust, whatever. And uh, it's funny when you... When you listen to uh, the media afterwards and you see the videos come out, uh, John Jones was at down with uh, Henry Cejudo and he was talking about um, not working too hard to keep a position, knowing the position is given up, and then try to transition somewhere else. And it's funny that that happened with Valentina versus Alexa. Alexa taking advantage of that spinning kick that was kind of lackluster for Valentina standards and and taking her down. Same thing happened with John. John had Cyril Gunn's back, realized the position wasn't as great as he wanted, and then just transitioned and took him down. And it goes to show that you just need to keep practicing good movement. You don't need to do all this fancy stuff. You don't need to spinning elbow to flying knee to flying armbar. You know, taking just taking someone down and realizing you don't have the best position and transitioning to a different position, whether or not it does a whole lot of damage is irrelevant. You need to keep control of the fight. You know, you need to be the guy that's the aggressor. You need to be showing your opponent that you're not scared of them. Well, I guess John really isn't scared of anybody. I'm just saying arbitrarily. Um, took him down, treated him like a child, choked him out. Easy day of practice, right? And then John makes the uh, <laughs> the goat noise after his win, and and supposedly the next fight is him versus Stipe. Hopefully. Uh, during International Fight Week, which I really want to go to. I hope that happens. Uh, what is it? Would it be UFC 290? Oh, they don't, it looks like they don't have it up on the site yet. But, you know, it wasn't actually announced. It was kind of like, hey, this is the fight we really want to make. So, so what did I think about this card, man? Like I said, from pillar to post, the card was great. Wish the John Jones fight was even longer. And I know this is not very in-depth analysis on this card, but there was there wasn't a lot to really analyze. You know, Bo Nickel went around one. Matej Gamrot was in a dog fight with Jalen Turner, which, you know, both of them last minute or was it ten days notice Matej Gamrot was training for someone else. And they got knocked out of the the fight, or they had to pull out. And Matej Gamrot came in and fought Jalen Turner. 
right? So it's hard to judge these fights because, uh, or at least the main card, it's it's hard to judge those fights because they kind of were too quick. Mateusz Gamera and Jalen Turner, obviously, they like I said, ten days notice. They <laughs> literally just put on a show. Jeff Neal unfortunately missed a weight, but made it a lot tougher. But I I felt like Shavkat was going to win, not like that, but he was going to win. Um, Alexa Grasso was a big surprise, but again, when you watch the fight, Valentina looked like she just kind of hung it up and didn't even try. So when he when it comes down to the breakdown of this card, um, it seems like everybody that was supposed to win one um and sometimes it's boring but when you watch a fight you and you can say all you want about hey this guy's better you guys this that and this and that but you know sign of a great athlete great competitor is executing your game plan no matter what the situation is right and valentina didn't do that you know it's the first time I've ever seen her not be able to do that. Even when she fought Amanda Nunes both times, she tried a little bit harder. She lost those two fights, obviously, uh, but she is a smaller fighter. So you would think fighting someone like Alexa Grasso, she would try to bust all through her, and she obviously didn't. Unlike John Jones, again, he hasn't not been in a title fight in the last 15 fights. So when you when you consider that in his reign and how quickly he ran, obviously I thought he was gonna win. I thought Cyril Gone had no chance, but man, this begs to begs the question, is John Jones seriously the greatest of all time? Obviously I think that, but there you know, there's more things you can cement, just like Tom Brady with ten Super Bowls winning seven doing it on two different teams, doing it on the first year he's on a new team, basically a 70% winning record for the the entirety of his career, all his accolades, being a six-round pick. Same thing with John Jones. He's, he was kind of the outcast brother, right? Both his brothers are in the NFL. John Jones wrestled D2. Not to, not to say that D2 wrestling is bad at all. There's thousands of wrestlers, hundreds of thousands of wrestlers. I couldn't do it. I don't want to do it. I'm interested in watching it because it's cool. But And he, day in and day out since 2011, has ran the light heavyweight and now seems like he's going to run the heavyweight division. Now, if he beats... So if Stipe and him fight... And he beats Stipe. So he beats Sirogon, the best, the number one uh, contender. And the next, well, what everybody thought was the next coming of like a super heavyweight. John Jones beats him in two minutes. Um, if he fights Stipe and wins, he beats the greatest heavyweight of all time. Uh, technically speaking, with title defenses. So that's, that's one defense. If he wins three more... So if he beats like uh, Spivak, um, Curtis Blades, and I can't remember, I can't think of another top heavyweight contender right now. But if he beats, if he wins three more fights, I don't think there's a way to argue, even with the PEDs and that off the out of the octagon issues, to argue that John Jones 
is not the greatest UFC or mixed martial artist of all time. Um, Anderson's run impressive, but he lost. You know, GSP runs impressive, but he lost. Uh, same thing with Demetrius Johnson. People have this weird thing about having to go through adversity or getting back your losses. It's like, why don't you just win the first time? Win convincingly the first time, right? And I know that's kind of harsh, and I concede the fact that I know every single one of those fighters would kick my butt if I were to get in the ring with him. But this is just objectively speaking on what I see and how I've treated sports my entire life. I don't see any merit in losing and then winning out. I don't see any merit in losing and getting that one back. Because, again, you lost. Your lack of preparation, your lapse in judgment, your misstep in the octagon, on the field, in the ring, caused you to lose. Now, it's a lot tougher in team sports. I understand that. And, you know, you judge it a little bit less. But if you're... If you're using or if you're leading with losses as a reason why this person is the greatest of all time, because look, GSP should not have lost to Matt Sarah at all. There's no world where if you put those two on paper, GSP wins 10 out of 10 times. But his lack of, you know, his judgment on Matt Sarah thinking it'd be an easy fight, you know, cost him. And yeah. Of course he got his belt back. He was supposed to beat him the first time. How does that make him the GOAT? Um, One of my favorite fighters, Michael Bisping, clearly (laughs) blind in one eye and has no knees and then has a bad back. He fought GSP and, you know, love Michael Bisping, but he's not that great, obviously. But... They make such a big deal about GSP winning that belt. It's like, well, you beat a blind man. Great job, GSP. You should have done that in the first round. Took you two rounds. What's up with that? (laughs) Sorry, Mike, if you ever hear this. Um, (laughs) But in, in all seriousness, Michael Bisping is seriously compromised. He was amazing at what he did for the circumstances he had, but... Making it seem like GSP was such a great guy for beating Michael Bisping at the time. It was like, every, we knew what was going on. And then Michael Bisping obviously shouldn't have been in China loses to uh, Kevin Gastelum. So when we see stuff like that, I don't see a reason why Oh, Valentina only lost to Amanda. It was like, well, she lost to Amanda. That doesn't make her the greatest fighter of all time. And obviously Amanda loses to Juliana Pena and then gets that fight back when she shouldn't have lost the first time. So I really can't argue against John at all. You know, John could be GSP DJ Anderson. That's how I see it. Um, Khabib could have had more fights. But he also won 29 in a row. Now, John should be 28 in a row. But, you know, 12 to 6 elbows are so dangerous. Not not the entirety of the fight before that. Just his 12 to 6 elbows. I don't know how you spin it any other way. John Jones is a GOAT, right? 
and that's that. So I think the only fight I miss picked was Valentina Shevchenko, but obviously, um, she was in everybody's eyes. Probably she was supposed to win, but you st- you gotta like I say, you gotta go in there and execute. And if you can't execute, then you don't get to win. Uh, next fight card. Next fight card looks pretty okay. It's mid. If you're a decent uh, MMA fan, you'll be able to at least keep up with the main and co-main again. Uh, Peter Young versus Marab Dwashvili. That should be a great fight. Peter Young coming off those losses from Aljamain Sterling. And then ultimately, um, Sugar Sean O'Malley, which kind of a toss-up, kind of not of a toss-up. Great fight either way. Um, heavyweight co-main Alexander Volkov versus Alexander <laughs> Romanov. That'll be a great fight. Catchweight fight between Nikita Krilov and Ryan Spann. Uh, Nikita Krilov fell ill in, in their fight, so uh, he had to pull out the day of the fight. So they re- they rebooked that um, at a catchweight, which is great because I'm glad. Want to see Ryan Spann fight. Want to see Nikita Krilov. It's going to be a great fight. Good barn burner. Um, and said Namagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. That's going to be a great fight as well. But nothing too big to scoff about. We're waiting for UFC 286. Who's not? Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman, uh, Justin Gagey, Rafael Fazif, uh, Joanne Wood versus Luna Carlina, Marvin Vittori versus Roman Dolades. Man, that is going to be another banger. So I think... That is it for today. Obviously, I'll talk about UFC 286 in a couple weeks because that will be a great fight. That's March 18th. Um, I'm going to be in Albuquerque that weekend, so hopefully I can find the fight somewhere. Um, if not, you know, I got I got my ways. <laughs> so anyways, uh, coming in for a landing, UFC 285 is in the books. What an amazing card. I watched it. I drove home to visit my parents, and as soon as I touched down, I was glued to the TV. Got there at 4, started watching at 4.30, all the way up till midnight. I watched every single fight. Um, So hopefully UFC 286 brings the pain, just like 285 did. I I can't wait to see this rematch versus Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman. Hopefully Kamaru Usman recovered from whatever he was had a surgery on because they were saying he was in a boot or in a cast or something of that nature. Uh, I don't want to see a bad fight. The last fight was pretty great. Either way, I'm out of here, guys. Uh, race is this Saturday, running 5K, if you didn't know. You you probably didn't know because you actually listened. Thank you for that. Uh, And then I'm in Albuquerque the following weekend to visit my weightlifting coach and see all my teammates for his 25th anniversary. Um, And then back to regular uploads. Hopefully I'm not doing much. I'm going to try to record another one either today or tomorrow and put it out as well. So with that being said, Uncle Phil's out of here. Don't work too hard. It's only Wednesday. Peace.